So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. This podcast totally rocks. KW Ops Guy. Whether you're already producing at the mega agent level or committed to going there, Pat gleans the models and systems for the best of the best and delivers them to you on a silver platter. You can't afford to miss the message. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want, or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first, and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. Okay, Rockstar Nation, I have an important guest on the line. I was lucky enough to get Craig Cody on the line, who is an expert at taxes for real estate agents. And there's there's been some court rulings recently regarding if you have a team as a real estate agent, right? And, and are you calling your people employees? Are you calling them agents, independent contractors? What's right? What's wrong? The landscape is changing a bit and it needs to be talked about. And I purposely sought out Craig and said, you need to come on the show. And Craig uh, and I talked a little bit before the show, and we said, what what are agents doing wrong, right? And uh, so he has a list of 10 things that real estate agents do wrong, the 10 most expensive mistakes that real estate agents make. And, uh, and I'm excited to dig deep into this. So, hey, Craig, without further ado, welcome to Real Estate Walk Stars, buddy. Thank you very much for having me. Craig, why don't you give us a little rundown on who you are, a little short bio so we can get to know you better. Short, short bio, bio. Okay, sure. Uh, I'm a certified tax coach and certified public accountant. Um, I'm a business owner. I'm a former New York City police lieutenant uh, with 17 years experience there. Uh, after I retired, I went to work as a certified public accountant. I received my license. Uh, about 10 years ago, I went out on my own. I also started uh, training as a certified tax coach, which is basically a select group of practitioners throughout the country who undergo extensive and regular training and continuing education on various tax planning techniques and strategies. And with these techniques and strategies, we aim to save uh, our clients uh, boatloads of money. Wow. And that's a big shift, you know, going from cops, going from a 17-year-old beat cop which, by the way, I, I have a confession to make. I don't know. Have you seen this this new show, Live PD? No. Oh God, I'm addicted. I mean, every, <laughs> every Friday and Saturday night they have live cameras at six different places throughout the country, six different police departments. It goes from like eight at night to like two in the morning, and you can just fo- it's like a ride along. You know, how people would do yeah. ride along with. The so you do a ride along, but you're at, at six different. Places and, we go into the hot spots, you know, where where wherever the action is, the cameras go there. So, and what's the name of that show? Live PD. 
Live PD. Wow, it's, I didn't hear yeah, that. Yeah, check it out. You'll be hooked. I mean, you'll have to. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's my it's sad, but it's my Friday and Saturday nights. <laughs> anyway, so, okay, so you, you went from cop to accountant. How long have you been an accountant? Uh, about 17 years almost. All right, so you got 17. About time for you to change to something else again. Yeah. Reincarnate <laughs> again. Yeah. I'm done with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get into these 10 mistakes that real estate agents make. What's the What's the first one you would say that, you know, is a mistake real estate agents make when they do their taxes? Yeah, well, the first mistake they make is uh, they fail to plan. You know, everybody is uh, reactive instead of proactive. So um, if you think you're going to go see a tax guy uh, in February, March, or April, and he's going to be able to help you, um, it's not happening. It's kind of like looking in the rearview mirror. You you need to be proactive. You need to be thinking ahead. You You need to be taking some time. People spend a lot of time, you know, they're going to buy a car, they're going to buy a house, they're going to buy this. They do research. People don't do any research when it comes to tax planning. And, you know, they're literally leaving thousands of dollars on the table. It's boring to real estate agents. I mean, real estate agents are ADD, you know, monsters. They're they're social beings and they're out there, you know, getting such adrenaline rushes over and over again to sit down and study taxes and like you say, plan is boring to most of them. So I guess that comes by force, just like um, trying to get in shape going to a personal trainer. It's the same thing by force. You need to force yourself to sit down with an accountant once a quarter on a regular basis and you know, know what's going on and plan. Right. Well, you need to sit down or have a phone call on a regular basis with that guy with the pocket protector because that's what he loves. Okay, You go out there and you make your money. And you just set aside some time to take those phone calls and come up with some planning strategies. Wow. Okay, what's the second one? Uh, audit paranoia. People think, oh, I can't do that. I'll be audited. You know. <laughs> First of all, as, as long as the code says you can do it, you can do it. And if, as long as you document what you're doing, you're okay. So let them send you a notice and you answer it. Um, you know, Most notices the IRS sends out to begin with are, are errors on the IRS for, you know, side. Oh, my God, I know. So. I'm dealing with some now. You know, I had someone steal my, try to steal my tax returns and get my refund. And then after having to go down to the IRS and wait in, in a waiting room for three hours and prove I was myself, then they sent me back $40,000 that wasn't mine. And I had to turn it. I didn't cash a check. I turned around and sent it back to them. Now they're saying I owe it again. I mean, it's just a mess. I mean, they, they like you said, most notices are their mistakes. And people are paranoid. They think that, you know, they don't realize, right? You don't need, you should always, I don't want to teach the wrong thing. You should obviously always keep files of everything. But you only need said files if you get audited, you know? So people right. say, I mean, can I do that? Can I not do that? I, I, I don't know. You know, it depends if you're audited or not. It's only going to come up if you're audited. Well, you, you want to follow the rules. And there's plenty of loopholes out there that you can do to save you you know, plenty of money and live within the rules. So there's no reason to do the stuff that's, you know, that your buddy Joe told you to do. And that, that's where we come in. It's like hire a professional, okay, that's competent and is going to be proactive for you. And, you know, just like you wouldn't do the, the stuff your admin person or your intern does for you, all right, because you're making the high dollar numbers, you hire somebody to do the stuff that's not, you know, not, not your forte. Exactly. Okay. All right. That makes sense. And, and I like that one too. Audit paranoia. That's a mistake, right? Don't, yes, don't, definitely don't mistake. be, you know, 
Don't be scared of being audited. Okay, so uh, number three. Number three is the operating out of the wrong business entity. Uh, are you a sole proprietorship? Are you a corporation? Are you an S corporation? Are you well? Let's let, let's talk about this. Let's uh, simplify this a little bit, right? So I've always had real estate teams. I've always been an S corp, and that's benefited me simply because I've been able to. Uh, save on social security tax. You know, basically I, I pay myself a small salary. I have paid myself a small salary. Now that I've sold my team to my business partner, he pays himself a small salary. I still get a small salary and and then we're able to take distributions exempt from social security tax. That seemed to have always worked for me in the past. Is that what you're recommending today for real estate agents building a team? Or are you saying go LLC or C Corp? Every situation is different, and you know it depends on what your that individual situation is, how many people are in the team, what what they're looking to take advantage of, and you know that recent court ruling also you know put a little bit of a dagger in the heart of that strategy because people did that, formed that S corp, and took that small itty bitty salary yep. to save on FICA tax, and uh, the recent court ruling says no, doesn't work that way. What do you mean? The recent court ruling basically says that you know. That money that you've been passing through your corporation, you should have been paying self-employment tax on that money. Okay. So what, so, what does that mean for everybody well, that's an S-corp? Now you need to take a look at that and figure out if you're doing it correctly and take a little bit of time and do some planning so you could you know, be, be compliant with the new court case. Well, what specifically? Has anything changed? Well, specifically, there is now a court case that says – that's that strategy is not correct really yes and what about llc's and c corps well it would work the same way with a c corp okay it could work the same way with an llc depending on how that llc is structured and that's why like i said every situation is a little bit different all right but most people that were looking to get around this whole social security tax issue they weren't forming an llc because the llc was subject to all that tax anyway, they were forming it typically an S corporation. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been eBooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text Toolbox to 444-999. That's Toolbox to 444-999. Yeah, most real estate agents I talked to, once they started creating commission checks, were S-corps. I mean, that seems to be the go-to. Right, but typically the the agency was paying the individual because they were licensed. Right, the and broker. Then, yeah, correct. They weren't paying the corporation, and then the, the 
the individual was paying that money into the corporation. And that's the, that's the court case that basically said that's a no-no. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. So yeah. I, guess, yeah, well, I guess at the end of the day, you have to see, you know, based on this court case, if your accountant is going to be, you know, is going to ignore it or is going, who was it? So, the IRS okay. or so, who, yeah, no, the it was, judge? It was, yeah. it, was, it was the IRS. So let's just say, Pat, you were audited. Okay. Yep. And the revenue officer or agent who did the audit says, no, you owe social security money on all this, on this, all these commissions. And you said, no, I only owe it on my salary because it was paid into an S corp. And they said, no, you owe it all. And they, they basically issued a finding. Yep. And then you said, no, I'm not doing that. I'm yep. going to, you know, I'm taking it to the next level. And then the next level was basically eventually a court case. Yep. Okay. And you went to basically tax court and that person lost. Okay. So now we have a new precedent out there. Now, so now you might as well just strip your salary and uh, just pay yourself dividends because it doesn't matter anyways. <laughs> no, that wouldn't. It, that, it basically gets around the whole, what they're saying is all that money that you're paid on that 1099 yeah. that come, is subject to FICA tax. Now, you now have to do some planning to work within the rules the to same make sure that rules, the same old rules. Well, the, the same old and the new rule, so right. you can be compliant. Right. So that means you need to take care of that compliance now, not next year, because you may not get audited, you may not get that notice. Okay, but at some point, if the IRS matches up that 1099, which they do via computer, with your Social Security tax, and you know, no, nobody wants to go to tax court. Right. You know. Well, so it's do some planning. Yep. Do some do, proactive do, planning. Do some planning. Okay, cool. All right, so let's jump into number four. The wrong retirement plan. Okay, well, here we go. So, you know, this is one of those things. It's kind of like health where you ask somebody, you know, what food is healthy, and one guy will tell you grains, the other guy will tell you paleo, and the other guy will tell you carbs. You know, same thing with tax planning. I, I mean, not with tax planning, with uh, retirement plans for real estate agents. So what would be the most popular retirement plan today for real estate agents? Oh, it would either be a self-employed pension plan or a 401k plan, If especially, you know, depending on the size of your team. If you're a solo practitioner or if you're part of a team, you might have a, you know, a small group 401k plan or, or what they call a, a solo 401k plan if it's just you. Which, which are relatively inexpensive to operate, but you definitely get a, a big bang for your dollar. Whereas, you know, depending on how much money you're making, a SEP is going to give you 20, 25%, depending on how you look at the calculation as the maximum deduction. Whereas, you know, somebody that's 50 years or older can do about $24,000 on, you know, a $50,000 salary, and then they could do some more as a, like a profit sharing plan. So it all depends. Right. Now. Let's talk about that. Let's say you're 50 years old and you have a team and you have a salary because you're an S-Corp and you give yourself a $25,000 retirement contribution. What are you required to do to your other employees? Let's say you have five employees. Can you say, ah, screw it. You know, I'm, I'm not giving you guys anything. It's not part of the plan. No, you have to make sure when you set up the plan, you do it. You want to make it work for you. So let's just say you, you do the minimum, which could be about 3% of yep. compensation 3 for, per, your, right, which oh, for your employees. You could do that and still max out at $24,000 for yourself. But you have so, you have to give them 3%. Correct. But look at look what so it's if they're making 50000 you got to give them 1500 right? Correct. So correct. And, if you have five it, of them, that's going to cost you... Seventy five hundred 
bucks, right? So, so basically, you got to give the, if you're going to do it for yourself, you got to do it for them. If you want to, if you don't want to do it for them, then the most you can give yourself is six grand, right? Yeah. But if you do a little planning, there's a couple of different things you could do. There are different plans you could set up where you only contribute for those that are putting money in and there's different testing and stuff like that. But you do a little and you look at it as if you have good team members as an investment in your team. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it just depends on your team members. If your team members don't value the, the $1,500 a year you would put in retirement for them and they would rather have it cash, just like, you know, some people would rather have you know, cash. I know, you know, my old team, we had people would rather have cash than, than medical insurance and dental insurance and all that. Then you just give yourself the six grand maximum 6,000 and then they don't get anything and you don't have to pay them anything. Right. But there you're, you know, depending on where your tax bracket is, you could be leaving a lot of money on the table. So depending on where your tax bracket is, you know, that $12,000 or $18,000 difference can be upwards to $9,000 in your pocket tax savings. And depending on, you know, how, how long the person has to work there, if you have high turnover, okay, there's, there's a lot of ways to skin that cat, but it just takes a little bit of planning between, you know, whether it's your CPA and your, you know, your plan administrator or the person that you're dealing with for your plan. Just take a little time and figure out what's going to work out best. All right. What's number five? Number five is missing hiring your family, okay? Right. So let's just say you're that typical agent out there that's self-employed, doesn't have a team maybe, all right? And maybe you have two kids and they go to private school or they go to summer camp and it's costing you about five or $6,000 a year. If you structure it correctly, all right, they do work for you. You document that they're doing work for you. Every month that $500 goes directly into their personal bank account and then the school tuition or the summer camp tuition comes out of that account okay if you do it correctly you, you may even be able to get away with not paying social security tax on it if it's done correctly um, and now that tuition or summer camp becomes tax deductible to the business where it wouldn't have been the other way around oh that's cool that's cool so start paying your kids have it all go into their account make sure they don't spend it on video games and then have it pay for their private school that's right. Do it right. Document it. Do it right. Document it. And, you know, maybe if you have two kids and it's $12,000, that might have saved you about three, four, five grand. Yeah. And hopefully they won't say to you, hey, I'd rather go to public school and buy video games with this money. <laughs> right. So, okay, cool. Well, I, I, I like that one. Okay. What's number six? Medical benefits. Missing medical benefits. Okay. In the older days, most realtors tended to be women. That's changed a lot probably in the last 10 years. Yeah. But, you know, you have kids. Kids need braces. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's a whole host of other things. You set up a medical expense reimbursement plan, depending on if it's you as a solo practitioner or if you have employees, it makes a difference. But now you can write off all those out-of-pocket medical expenses that are normally not deductible through right. a medical expense reimbursement plan. Yeah, I like that. I, I didn't do it this year, but I did it last year, and I got all new teeth. Like I, My teeth were all screwed up. And I had to get veneers on six of them because they were all, they got real yellow and chipped and nasty. And it was a thousand bucks a veneer and it was six grand. So I put the six grand in, in there. I think we did like, actually did more than that. I think we did like 10 and I got six teeth and then I got, you know, all our, our prescription crap and 
doctor visits because we have a high deductible on the insurance ate up the other four grand. It worked out really well. Right. And that might have been a, you know, medical uh, high deductible plan or a, a HSA or something like yeah, that. Yeah, HSA. Yeah, this is a little bit different. This oh, is this is not an HSA. This is, no, this is not an HSA. You don't have to put money in like, ahead of time. You don't have to make that okay, decision so tell in January. Me, so then tell me how this works. What is it it's called? A section, yeah. It's a Section 105 Medical Expense Reimbursement Plan. Section that you set up. 105 Medical Reimbursement Plan. And how's it work? Medical medical expense reimbursement plan and that you know, there's a document the plan document that you put in your file and you agree to reimburse employees and or their spouses okay or somebody that you hire depending on how you're working it out mm-hmm. as part of their compensation a medical expense reimbursement plan so if it's braces if it's veneers if it's you know cosmetic dentistry anything you now can write that stuff off yes As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. Uh, okay, so this works great, right, for the solo practitioner, right? The, and a lot of our listeners are solo practitioners, so this is a this is a a value bomb for them because, like, if you're running on your own and you don't have a team, there's really no downside to using this, right? Because you you can put ten thousand dollars worth of stuff on there. You can put braces, let's say, listen, and boom, cosmetic dentistries. I've had clients that's been twenty five thousand dollars. Can you get plastic surgery? Can you get fake breasts and and if and it's if it qualifies, I'm, not sure, and all that I'm stuff? not sure. I'm not sure if that that part cover is covered. You know, I haven't had anyone ask me if it, but it covers teeth, so I would imagine it might cover plastic surgery. Wow, yeah, that's what a deal, right? Now, so let's say someone listening to the show right here has a team. What does that mean for them? Well, you have to look at it and see if it makes sense. Sometimes there's ways. You know, I mean, do you, you have to give them that? Let's say you, let's say I have a team, right? And I have three employees. And I go out and I spend, I get braces for my kids. I get, you know, whatever. I get, you know, plastic surgery on my eyes, blah, blah, blah. And I spend $10,000. Now, do I need to give them the equivalent percentage of, let's say I made 50000 That would be what, 20%. Do I need to give them 20% of their salary? In medical expenses, is that how that works? No, no. It, it it really does depend on how you set the plan up. But you could set the plan up so maybe an employee has to be there for three years. Okay, so it's whatever if, you want, right? Because well, it's up to up to a certain. It's not you can't say it's ten years, but you could set it up so it it just happens to work in your favor. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, right. And, and, and chances are you've been in a business longer than your employee. Nobody, very few people hire an employee on the first day. So you could right. say, hey, I'm, I get this because I'm, even if you hired your employee 60 right. days in the business, you could say, ah, you don't get it, you know, because only people that have been here, whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that just takes a little bit of planning. Planning. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. What's number seven? Missing the home office, okay? Used to be, oh, my God, the home office deduction. That's an IRS red flag. You know, that's not true. The IRS actually came out a couple of years ago with a safe harbor deduction, which they don't even question. But having a home office, if you're doing, you know, a a predominant amount of certain type of work from your home office, now all your commuting back and forth between maybe the brokerage and your home office becomes deductible. Now you can have a on-site athletic facility at your home for the employees and their children and spouses. That could be a gym in the basement. It could be a pool. Okay. And the tax code allows for this. Okay. So let's slow down this because this is good stuff. So of course the home office has been around for ages, right? You're stupid if you're a real estate agent, you're not writing off your home office, right? Because everything is virtual now anyways, right? So you take a percentage of your square footage and you write that off, right? The gym, you put a gym in your basement, right? You tell your team, hey, you guys could come over and use it, but you know no one does because they're, you know, feeling awkward or whatever. Maybe they do. Chances are they don't. Or your pool, hey, you guys could use my pool anytime, but you know they don't. You can write off the cost to put in your pool well, uh, a pool would be an, an asset that would be depreciated, but yeah, you could depreciate it. Yep, as well as write off the right as well as write off the operating expenses. So, how many years of depreciation? Like, how, how do you depreciate a pool? Pool is like fifteen years. Fifteen years, and and how do you pre- same for a gym? A gym is probably seven. You know, depending on equipment and so stuff like get, that. So wow. So if I'm if I'm buying a pool with landscaping for a hundred grand, I can get a you know fifteen thousand dollar deduction. Every year, to depending on your that pool, right? Depending on your circumstances, but just remember when you go to sell that house, okay, you could have recapture on that pool and have to pay tax on that again, right? Okay, but you're also writing off the operating expenses, and pools and gyms are not cheap to maintain. Yeah, yeah, right. Operating expenses, new weights, right? New, new, you know, like you said, cleaning the pool, pool maintenance, all that stuff. You just write it off, and that's a that's a an expense, right? You don't depreciate that. That's just a flat no. That's an expense. expense. That's an expense. Wow! Even if you have a maid come over and wipe down all your gym equipment, you know that's an expense. Anything like that is an expense. Correct. Every time your maid business. comes over, yeah, tell them to clean the gym, and boom, it becomes an expense. Okay, cool. That's a good one. I I, I like that one a lot. Okay, what's next? Uh, car and truck expenses. You know, some people miss on that one. They're not sure how to do it. What do, you, what do you mean? How I mean, your vehicle expenses are they yeah. writing off your vehicle? Right. I mean, but that's a take, that's a no brainer, right? I mean, are they? I mean, well, you you may think it's a no brainer, okay, but doing it correctly is not a no brainer. Okay, so what uh, do tell? What what are well, agents doing wrong? Well, they're, sometimes they're they're taking the standard mileage when they'd be better off taking the actual expense. Sometimes they're not even calculating what it should be. And, you know, typically when people don't keep track of these things, they wind up deducting a lot less than they actually could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Then if it's a, an SUV and is it over the 6,000 pounds, can you write the whole thing off? Right. Can you? Oh, if you buy that Jeep Grand Cherokee and it costs you 39000 
you know, would you rather write the whole thing off this year? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Exactly. Rather exactly. than rather than what's rather than do it over time and depreciate it. You know. You know. What's normal on the on a car? Five years. Five, five years. Five years. Get it all in one year. Yeah. Right. Well, if it's not, and maybe it's you're better off taking a lease versus a purchase because you know your deduction's a lot higher. So. Yep. You know, we all see right. these things all the time. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And what's the last one? Not nine is uh, missing oh, meals and entertainment. That's okay. Meals and entertainment. You know, are you actually tracking that stuff and writing it down and deducting it? Right. Simplest way is just put it all in the same credit card. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then what's the last one? The last part is missing my help. Missing That's- my help. Oh. <laughs> I you know, get it. Whether it's me right. or it's it's your CPA or accountant, you know, just like just like failing a plan. You need to do it, and you need to do it before March or April. Right, right. Yep, fail the plan. Okay, and so before we leave here, Cody, I want to ask you about you know what's coming down the pike or what could possibly come down the pike uh, with the Trump economy and the, some, some of the plans he's laying out. Tell me about that. I wish I had that crystal ball. You know, what, what you know, he talks about doing is you know basically that S-Corp strategy, all that income would be taxed at 15%. Do I think that's going to happen? Doubtful. Um, but that's that's probably the biggest thing out there that um, small business owners, real estate you know, teams and real estate agents are going to face. I don't see that happening. It's just too much money involved. But I could be wrong. Okay. Nothing else big you see actually happening then? I don't see anything else big. No. Okay. All right, cool. Well, Craig, listen, this has been awesome. I really appreciate you coming on the show today. I'm going to put... All of Craig's information on the show notes of hybendigital.com backslash Craig Cody, and it's C-R-A-I-G-C-O-D-Y. Craig's got this awesome new book. I'm going to put a link to the book. Why don't you tell us about the book real quick, Craig? Yeah, the book is, uh, well, it's my second book. My first book was actually an Amazon bestseller, Secrets of a Tax-Free Life. This book is the 10 most expensive tax mistakes that cost business owners thousands. All right, hybendigital.com backslash Craig Cody, or just go to hybendigital and type in Craig or type in tax in the search bar, and he will show up. Craig, you've been great, buddy. Best of luck to you in all your future endeavors, and thanks for sharing your expertise. Thank you very much for having me. Have a great one. Thank you for turning into Real Estate Rockstars. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you may be listening. If you haven't already, please give us a review. I don't care whether it's a one-star review or a five-star review. We eat feedback for breakfast and we need your reviews. Also, the more reviews we get, the better our guests become. Thanks again for listening and find me on social media simply by typing in my name. I'm Pat Hyben and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.